SAF Studios over here at the Feed Yard. You've got uh, Tex and El Matador sitting with you on a crisp, clean evening. Uh, Seth, how the heck are you? I'm doing good, buddy. Better than I deserve. Well, I woke up this morning. I wasn't dead. It's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had a, a exciting trip to the vet, and then uh, my my day was all right. I guess got to battle trouble. Uh, traffic heading down to Lubbock today and uh, I mean it was a beautiful day so everybody got out after a couple of days of just cold windiness and uh, so that was kind of a battle I hauled a swather down to uh, the John Deere house today in Lubbock so that's an 80 mile trip um, with the swather in my pickup and that was that's always an exciting time so the question far. I have, Tex, is how did you fit that on your flatbed? <laughs> well, you know. You uh, said on your pickup, not on the trailer, but, you know, I mean, it, it works either way. Is this, uh, you can do anything with a Dodge. I'm just going to come out and say it. Especially, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All the time, all night, no matter when. You go find other Dodge guys, they're just ready. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, buddy. Oh man! Well, yeah, no. Uh, it's just been—it's uh, a good day today. Good day. Yeah, I didn't feel like I really got that much done at all. Um, did load a truck of hay today, so uh, hopefully I'll have some hay starting to move out. Uh, yeah. You're actually going to start maybe uh, trucking, hauling some hay for a little bit while you're on your downtime, flying, right? Yeah, yeah. Ghost Rider said he might need some help, so I think I'm going to go try to help him a little bit. At least until he gets tired of me. Heck yeah, buddy. Uh, throwing straps is always a little fun. Yeah. If you do it the right way, it's 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 okay. Do it the wrong way, you're going to be there days. It's uh, <laughs> always a bonus to have the wind uh, working with you. Yeah. Or another person to stand on top of the bell. <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. No, that, that, that's the easy way. <laughs> you just chunk them right over, son. Work on that. Uh, I'm surprised you're at four foot nine. You're able to throw that high. Oh, I'll fool you. I'll roll that strap right under the trailer. Nobody will know. <laughs> State trooper pulls you over, and the straps underneath the trailer. Like, hey, it, it tied down the trailer. Hey, buddy, it's secured. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> you see this? I mean, would you look at this? That that's secure. We're we're locked up tight and ro- looking right. <laughs> so uh, what do you have planned in the next couple of weeks we're trying to do uh bank another episode because i'm gonna be gone to missouri for a while and uh we're trying to really treat this more like a job and get these podcasts coming out so oh shoot this is on my own accord yeah every now and then you gotta leave texas to appreciate texas then. oh hell no no true texan would say that no yeah we're sorry for all you other 49 states worth of people that don't get to be badass every day. Well, I got a... Yeah, the lovely lady from Missouri, she agrees very much that Texas is superior to uh, every other where she's... Rolling. Well, I wouldn't come to your wedding if she didn't agree. Well, you know, you're not coming to the wedding anyway, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> One of these days, yeah. Oh, you cannot date somebody that doesn't think Texas is the best. I mean, the first time she was here, I mean, I, I might be kind of tainting the waters with this deal. might be an unfair advantage, but uh, she just loves it. Everybody that comes here loves the fast speed limits, that's for sure. And then the wider roads. 
And the roads don't suck like New Mexico. Yep, yep. Missouri, the daygum uh, rumble strips are a part of the line, so I'll be driving down the road, we'll be going somewhere, and a car starts vibrating around, and I'm like, what the heck's <laughs> happening here? Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I start looking for another guy in a Dodge, you know. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to be gone next week, too, so since we're trying to actually do a good job with this, you know, I, I decided we'd better come record a podcast tonight. But uh, I'm going to lovely San Antonio for some continuing education units. Oh, really? Yeah, at the T- Texas Agricultural Aviation Association. It's having yeah. the, our annual convention next week. How long? How many days is that deal? Uh, it starts on Wednesday. We still got Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then I'll be home Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Me and me and the lady and, to, and the children's. You running away? All of you going down there? Yep. Uh been a while since i've been down to san antonio man i swear i guess it's since i was a little bitty kid we went down there oh man you're missing out oh yeah cold beer fast women cheap hotels you're a married (laughs) man now mr seth (laughs) i'm just quoting from back in the oldfield days man Uh, no san antonio it's a nice town i'm not a city person i don't like getting around crowds of people if there's more than four or five people, I start looking for an exit. But, uh, you know, a couple years ago I went to San Antonio, and then last year they had the convention there, uh, but I only went for one day to get my CEUs because I didn't have the money. But um, anyways, the river walk's cool. Mexican food's good. I mean, you know, you can find just good here, but it's, it's a good place to get away for a while. Oh, and you got to love the river walk down there. Uh, great Mexican food up and down the river. Love it. Love it, yeah, love it. great time, man. Great time. Almost uh, as much fun as going down to Galveston and playing for hunting uh, for silver dollar. Uh, what do you call those things? Those dollar clams. Man, I've never <laughs> been to the beach except like twice, and really? never for more than twenty minutes. It's not that fun. I hate no, getting I, that salty, grimy and, water. That and, and the only time you can go that's enjoyable is probably going to be during the summer. But if I'm going to go somewhere, I live in Texas, man. I don't want to be in hot. I don't want to go somewhere. To, I'm going to the mountains, you know, to old Texas, the Conejos River. Going to go fly fishing, wake up in 60 degrees in the morning, and it rains every day. That That's part of Texas. It used to be till the United States made us give it up, you know, pay some of our debt. If we'd have just listened to Dave Ramsey back in the 1800s, we'd have been all right. <laughs> we would have been all right. would have been uh, mining gold. and Actually, you, you know, uh, in, in a weird way, for those of y'all that don't know, uh, old Texas, the way it was before we joined the Union, um, the only ski resort now in this area that was not a part of Texas is Los Alamos. Really? Rio Dosa, uh, Wolf Creek. Red River. Red River, all that. That was Texas. Eagle Pass. All the way up to Wyoming, man. Denver, Wyoming. Denver was in Texas. Wyoming? It went that far up? Yeah, Texas mm. went all the way to Wyoming. Look it up. I, I'm I, I know it up. Texas history. I'm hey, pulling it up. Pull out your the... old pad right there. Yep, yep. And, yep. and go to it. Uh, you better uh, pre-roll. I mean, uh, do some more rambling when I'm trying to find my <laughs> safari button because uh, we do things in the 21st century over here. Oh, yeah. Ever since I schooled him on distances to my houses, he has to look it up now. He should just learn to trust my judgment. Usually, I don't talk about something unless I'm confident that I'm right about it. Well, what are you doing on a podcast, man? We're going to be... We're not going to be talking much on this thing. (laughs) If we keep that 
uh, hold to those uh, hey, powerful standards. Hey, I do standards. want to How about uh, what's going on in the Middle East right now? We actually have a president that finally defends our embassy and not let people die. Well, and then uh, killed a general. He killed the freaking Iranian general, man. That's awesome. I love that. Now, was that kind of accidental that they ended up getting him, or was that a targeted attack to get them? That was a targeted to attack. Get him. They did yeah, know where they, he was. They, they said he. Oh yeah, I'm sure. More they know power he to him. Time. More power yeah, to he him. He was he was at the Baghdad airport. I guess probably getting ready to go back to Iran. Uh, when Benghazi was going on, that was when I uh, first really started coming to age and paying attention to. Uh, I just remember how big a huge story that was. Oh, and it was big. Well, just the uh, incompetency the but... and uh, the way it just got passed over and it did not get near the attention it deserved. And I'm so glad uh, Trump stood up and uh, was not just a weak leader over something that should never be allowed to go on. Amen. Well, did you find your map yet? No, I'm thought? running off your hotspot and I'm not getting anything glowed. My hotspot. Yeah, I'm on your uh, internets. Not on my internets. Well, I'm taking it off my your internet. It um, hadn't been because well, you don't have all my password there. Well, that might be the problem there. Here, I'll just send you a. Or you could just read it off your deal. Well, I'm trying to show you here. It, there's nothing to read. It's just a map of Texas back in the uh, in the old days. There. You know, I have cellular on that. Now we. Now I do. Now that I'm off your high spot, hot spot. <laughs> you're on the hot spot Boundaries of the Republic of Texas. So you know, it uh, it covered a lot. Oh of the, my uh, gosh! Yeah, it did yeah, go into the Wyoming. Eastern side of uh, Texas, a lot of Kansas. The and, Arkansas River was uh, most of the. Uh, yeah, we were into Kansas. The whole Panhandle of Oklahoma, we swallowed all that up. <laughs> uh, Quite a bit in Kansas, but yeah. So every every major ski resort, uh, even Aspen, all them, uh, you know, all that's in the Republic of Texas. So imagine if that was still Texas, how My much goodness. greater our great state would be. And then, so did the old California come all the way across over into the old boundary of Texas? Is that how that was? I don't know. Because I remember me, cause I California was very big. Yeah, don't don't ask oh, me on that, that one that because uh, I don't care about California. Well, there's a lot of nice people there, but uh, all the people in uh, San Diego and San Francisco, they can just kind of like fall off in the ocean and start their own new. Speaking farm. of California, you actually went over there a couple days ago. Yeah, as an enemy territory, man. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. We left uh, Christmas Day uh, to deliver some pups out there, and uh, you know my wife breeds corgis, and so uh, we had some buyers out in California. Really nice people. Uh, you know, we were in the Central Valley of California, which is where most of the Republicans live. Um, and, you know, all the people we met were just great standing, upstanding people. Not standing people, but I guess they were standing when we were talking to them. But, <laughs> you know, uh, I had some breakfast with some aerial applicator friends out there. And um, everybody had the same thing to say. This is a great state and it's just been ruined. By the city people. It is absolutely beautiful out there. Uh, this summer I was in the San Joaquin Valley. I talked a little bit about that in the last podcast. But uh, everybody you meet over there is just salt of the earth agriculture people. And I swear they're uh, more friendly than uh, you'd get if you were at a table of panhandle guys. They're just, I don't know about that. Uh, the culture's a little bit different over there for yeah, sure. Yeah, nobody was waving. Everybody just wants to be left alone. And I, I noticed that even there... 
you know, for the most part, if if you weren't meeting somebody and talking to somebody, they all just wanted to be left alone. Okay, definitely, yes. Well, so when we were just talking to farmers around California, so nice. But like the hotel every morning getting breakfast, dude, people didn't even acknowledge you were there. Is insane. No, they're in their own world and they don't want you to. Mess I it did up. not exist to those people. Yeah. That was a well, huge uh, Well, shock. are you sure that they didn't know you exist or they just weren't looking for leprechaun-sized people when but, they were looking around? I mean, if you're looking down at your shoes, you're going to see me stumbling around. <laughs> trying. You're flying under their light radar, so to speak? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting stepped on all the time. I'm always running around screaming. It's, oh, uh, it's a tough life I leave people. But uh, you got in a snowstorm coming back, yeah, and you well, got, got quite a snowstorm. A snowstorm. Going there, so I got... Uh, they closed uh, 58, which is where we, we went from four, on 40 all the way out there. And then at the junction of 15 and, and 58, we took 58. Well, they closed the road out. So we went back to uh, Barstow and went to Walmart and got some few things because we thought we were going to be there overnight. And uh, Turns out, anyway, I was watching their Twitter feed because that's the only way California apparently can, uh, you know, they, they talk to people in their uh, districts and tell them what's going on and they communicate through Twitter. So I follow them, and I got an alert. It said the interstate, the uh, 58's now open. Police escorting people through. We are an hour away. I we we left our basket in Walmart full of stuff, and turned around, and walked out, and got in the car and hauled. But I mean, got over there. We were in a line behind like 20 miles of traffic, and uh, there was a little turnoff to go on a side road. And Google Earth or Google Maps said, "Hey, you'll save uh, a whole bunch of time if you take this access road." And I was like, "Man, we're in my wife's car. It's not four wheel drive. It's front wheel drive." So I'm not in my pickup, so I don't really know exactly what the capabilities are because I haven't really ever driven that in my wife's car. So I'm like, okay, we could go on this access road and get stuck with kids. That's and how, uh, that's a big, big Texas showing me a, a map here. Of, that's of, the whole western side of uh, California, all the way, the whole western side of the U.S., all the way up to Canada. Was California so, territory? Yes, butted up to Texas. Uh, Thank and, God we don't have to be right beside them now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But uh, anyway, so we uh, finally I said, you know, I just uh, I'll see what happens. So I took the uh, the Google Ma- uh, Google Maps route, and uh, I bypassed 20 miles of traffic, and I cut right right when the state troopers got back to escort the next round. We were the first people coming off the access road behind like two other cars that did the same thing as me, and so we got through. Everybody else behind us, it took them nine hours to get through that road, and it only and it's only 20, it's like 25 miles, and uh, we got through there in about an hour. But uh, once we got to the other side, we were trapped because there's only three routes out of Central California going south. And that's the 101 down on the coast, which was like six hours out of the way. Um, and then there's I-5 and 58. Well, 58 remained closed until uh, the next day we woke up, and I-5 and 58 were still closed. Finally, they opened up I- I-5, and I just decided that uh, we'll try that because the, the line from Bakersfield all the way to, uh, to Hatchapi, uh, which is down 58, was just – astronomically long and i knew we'd wait forever so we went down i-5 and we actually cut a break man we we got there and it went pretty smooth we drove about 30 miles an hour through it added about an hour to our 17 hour trip but it was great we got out of california thank god i stopped at the border and i was so happy i peed on california's side (laughs) right before the river i had to take me one good pee on california i got to the border pulled out my pistol locked and loaded and went back on it because you know I mean, you can't legally have a loaded pistol in your vehicle in California. And, you know, I obeyed those laws, so I did not have a loaded pistol in California within reach of me because that's illegal. 
But when come to Arizona, I tuck that stuff right back in my waistband. We is back on it. Arizona's proud to, uh, they have constitutional carry over there, yes, don't they? Yes, they do. Yep. And so when I got back in California, I didn't, or I got out of California and back into uh, Arizona, I felt in God's country, man. You talk about an immediate difference right there. Yeah, and you know, and the whole way uh, out on through through Los Angeles County, man, I was blasting um, Roger Crager's version of uh, L.A. Freeway. Yeah, and I was like, God, if I could just, I could hear Texas calling me, and you know, because that's what he's singing about. And I'm like, God, I just want, I want out of L.A. I want out of that area. The people were unfriendly, except for the, you know, my friends. They were all pretty friendly, but uh, just the everyday passerbys, no people waving at you down, the, you know, on the road and gas station people just look at you funny and the gas was 425 a gallon we drove right into arizona it's 215 oh not, right. e- not even 10 miles between two gas wow. stations and it was two dollars difference wow so if that don't tell you your state state screwed up it's a beautiful state that's just been run into the ground by idiots the beauty is i mean if that's not a life lesson to ever go by anything that's too beautiful it's just gonna be crazy well no it's just because all the, the all the people that went out there back in the 60s you know they're all there now, and that's what it's attracted. It and uh, like a like a real hot woman, she's a little bit wonky because she's <laughs> always got things her way. Okay, so you know it's uh, going back on the on the on the California. Like I said, man, the the state's nice. The but another absurd law. I don't know if we hit on this last night, but did you hear about the new law in California, the fifty five gallon rule? No, no. I think I was talking to buddy on. Okay, I must have been talking on the phone this morning with one of my friends and. In California now, it is illegal to use, as of January 1st, it is illegal to use more than 55 gallons a day of, of water. So you can't, hold on, yeah, so per person. So you can't legally take a shower and do a load of laundry in one day. You'll break that law. And the, and the first fine is $1,000. The next fine is ten grand. And anytime uh, they're in a drought state and the governor uh, we're 100% declares... We're 100% on this still. I'm going to look yes, it up real look quick. look it up. Keep going. It's all over the news, man, because there was one news anchor on a news channel. He just he was a California news anchor, and you could just see it in his eyes like, okay, this is it. I'm getting out of here. Well, they, uh, like in when it gets real hot, yeah. uh, 790 will quote the uh, daily gallon use per house, and it's always about 110 gallons a day per house in Lubbock. Well, not in California anymore, buddy. So the, the best thing you can do is have a whole bunch of kids in your family because then it's just 55 per person. Yeah. So you can get away yep. with it a little more. But if you're just a single person, it's gonna you're going to have to choose between laundry and uh, and taking a shower. That's... It's on there, ain't it? Oh, my gosh. Pop-up ads. I'm trying to do a podcast here, people. You can't be uh, blowing this in my face. Uh... This is not even coming close to what I want. Okay, California limits daily personal water use to 55 gallons. Kind of. The state's new law per capita limit to limit on indoor water use is groundbreaking. Okay, indoor water use. That's going to be a huge difference about how much you really can use. So are you saying I could use a garden hose and pull it up from the outside? <laughs> Fill your toilet up with that. <laughs> How are they even going to distinguish the uh, indoor from outdoor? I guess for water people, they're never going to know. Unless they do meters like our underground meter of watering deal here. But uh, the indoor guys, like if you're in town, the town knows how many, you know, off the, based off your meter, how many gallons you use a day. It says here there really is no way to uh, enforce it. It's uh, just intended, intended to inspire conservation. 
There is a way to enforce it. All you do is look at what your usage is. Uh, that's true. But how are they going to distinguish from indoor versus outdoor? That's the well, most important. It word just depends on. Uh, I, I didn't see anything about outdoor. I just thought it said fifty-five gallon limit per family. But either way, that's just still ridiculous. The government should not tell you what to do with your private property and your private money. I mean, I'm definitely all for water conservation. Yeah, but, but if I uh, want to drain it down the ditches, I you- should. If it's my water and I paid the, for the money for it, I'm not advocating this because I don't feel this way. But if I wanted to dump it all out, pump every bit of it off my property and just dump it on the ground, I should be allowed to do it. I paid for it. It's but my that's rights. really not fair for the next guy sucking out of your aquifer. It doesn't matter. It doesn't you're all matter. pulling out of the same aquifer. It doesn't matter. That you're paying, you know, in Texas at least, you're paying for the premium for groundwater and for un- the underground water if you buy the water rights. So why should I pay the same as some dude with dry land and he get to say that, hey, I don't, I don't get to, you're not going to get to be able to pump more than 26 inches of rain a year or water a year out of the ground. And he only paid for, he didn't pay for water rights. Why does he have any say? I paid a thousand dollars extra an acre to have water rights. I should be able to do with it what I want. It's my land, according to God. It's the same way. God gave us this land. Government rents it to us. Just like fishing, everything else. It's just a, it's another government overreach. You should be able to do what you want to with your God-given rights to life, liberty, and property. And nobody should be able to say a difference. Well, uh, you definitely hit the nail on the head about being $1,000 extra an acre. Um, I don't really agree too much with the underground high plains underground water district i think uh, a lot of that's kind of a crock and uh it's just another way everybody else can tell you how to use your property and that's what i don't like about it yep 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 uh i I don't know there is some good things about it but like what they have going on in the housing developments uh it's way too easy for them to uh not even know what's going on so, like, my, uh, we've got a friend. He uh, owns a well drilling business in uh, Amarillo, and then he's got one here in Lubbock. Uh, so, on 160 acres, they'll put 500 houses on. And that part of Amarillo, there's no municipal water. So, every f- 500 wells an acre uh, in a quarter section. Jesus. Pulling water out. You can't irrigate anywhere, anything close to that. And then you have 110 gallons a day to every household that's an think astronomical all, amount of water and think of all the water that's used on golf courses lawns you know things like that but they talk about agriculture using too too much water you know with uh, with cows and you know but you you gotta you gotta put all this in how many parks do we water for no reason except you know just because so people can use them but where we're actually growing feed and uh, and you know cows and everything else like we're, we're growing food for the nation we should be able to use the water but nobody should be able to tell you how to use your own property. That's the biggest thing here. People need to start standing up for their own property rights. Uh, definitely, 100%. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how many uh, days it takes to uh, use up an acre foot of water when you have 500 houses uh, using 110 gallons. Uh, acre foot is 325. Okay, there it is. 325, uh, Fifty nine gallons, I think, uh, divided by fifty five thousand a day. Uh, every five point nine days, they're using an acre foot of water on one hundred and sixty acres. That's pretty hard to do. 
for us at 400 gallons a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty tough. Man, it's uh, it's nuts. Like I said, it all goes back to just people it, it, going back all the way to government control it, or government. It's just It was always just designed to control people. Every law is designed to control people that you don't like so that you can control them. 100%. Well, it's just like Chuck Schumer being all in a huff about uh, Trump going in and getting the terrorist leader. I don't even know his name. Yeah, but who, who really Sumer cares? Whatever. Uh, that piss But Chuck Schumer all in a huff that uh, Congress didn't get any uh, <laughs> notice of it. Well, you know, what I saw it the other day, and today and it, was, it was about that, and it said uh, Chuck Schumer and the Democrats didn't get any advance warning of the airstrikes for the same reason that we didn't give Iran any warnings of an advance airstrikes. 100%. <laughs> hey, I'm coming to bomb you. You better watch out. You better <laughs> yeah, prepare. Because you know if you'd have done that, the leaky buckets up there on the Democratic side, like that Tlaib lady and all that, they'd have been calling all their buddies in Iran. You know, you don't tell them people that. That's OPSEC, man. I, I, Loose lips sink ships. 100%. And uh, every one of those people up there has got to have skewed morals to be about. You take that one general out, you know how many, what you're doing for humanity you know on a broader scale? You know how many people that he has, uh, you know, been been responsible for the death of? Because, you know, you, you got to think about this. And for, for those of you that don't know Iran, like uh, like I do, I, I study a lot of this politics and, and the foreign governments and the way they're set up. The uh, That general was the head of the uh, Revolutionary Guard. Uh, the, the Iran Revolutionary That That's not the military. That is like Hitler's. It was like the SS, the SS. is to Hitler. You know, it, it, wasn't, a, it wasn't like the... Uh, you know the 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 nation's military. It's it's a revolutionary group that is uh is beholden to the Ayatollah, the religious leader. It's a religious military organization, and they're man, they're all the way, all over the world. There, you know, in Israel, uh, the Gaza Strip area, launching missiles. Every one of them are state supported by Iran. Venezuela, you know, there's a lot of them Iranians that are in Venezuela, talking with like the guerrilla warfare down there. So I mean. <clears throat> Taking out their general, that was one of the best things we could have done. Uh, sorry about that. People, my mind went a little bit blank. <laughs> but uh, you're just absolutely off the wall. If you think we should be giving them... Okay, here's a... This is a deal I heard from uh, 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 Joe Rogan. Uh, this guy was saying... He spent some time over there, and... Uh, this guy, he bought a tractor, and he was so proud of this tractor, he literally had his kids walking in front of him everywhere this tractor went because if a mine hit one of his kids or anything, he could have another kid and make new kids, but he couldn't get tractors. This is the kind of morals these people over there hold and upkeep. They're just so skewed. The regard for human life over there is completely appalling. And uh, we're definitely not helping anybody by not going in there and uh, eliminating these extremely corrupt people. Definitely have to be better for the world. And that's another thing about it. If uh, the U.S. is not the world's police, somebody is always going to step up and play that role. And uh, I guarantee you, you can't go to many other countries that's not going to uphold America's values about the world. Well, exactly, because, I mean, you look, who, who are we going to have? We're going to have Russia, we're going to have China, you know, uh, 
even to a lesser extent, some of the other people like, uh, you know, the other communist governments like Cuba and other people. But we don't want uh, Iran. It's the same way. You know, the uh, we don't need to be the world's police, but also we have a duty being the world's free. You know, we have a a, a, exactly 100 percent. I really have nothing else to say on that besides I agree with you 100 percent. If it ain't us, who is it going to be? And who do you trust? There to will do always it right? be something because look at it a little at a little level. As soon as you go in and topple a, a government's uh, power structure, there's a power vacuum, and somebody's going to step up. And most of the time, it's the worst person. So exactly. if it's not the U.S. doing it, it's going to be a worse person. What's well, like Iraq? Let's just be honest. We all know we failed. We failed in Iraq. I, I do believe that 100. You know, uh, it. If we had done what we needed to do, you know, we haven't really just slayed and stacked the bodies since World War II. We dropped three nukes, man. Three nukes. We, we dropped the first one, and then we dropped two others the next following days. We could have done the job with one and got them to surrender, but we wanted to break their will to fight. We didn't do it in Vietnam, and look what happened. Oh, you know, not, we yes. didn't do it in Korea. Look what happened. We didn't do it in Iraq or Afghanistan. We've got to go in there. you got to set a precedence that says, hey— we're America. We're coming in here. This is the way it's going to be done. You don't like it. We're going to destroy you, and we're not going to help build your country back together. Nothing. We're done, and we just drive off. And honestly, how are you not doing everybody more a disservice uh, by dragging something on for eighteen years plus instead of getting over it in two? Exactly. Getting over in two or three years. We won the war quick. And and we didn't reestablish the government the right way. We we tried to put our own power players in there, which I mean, to some extent, we need to do that. But there was no law and order in Iraq, and and that's the biggest problem. So you know, I, I know we're taking a farming podcast a little bit down the the dusty. Trail that's there, usually but, where it goes anymore, but uh, but it's the truth, you know. I mean, people need to wake up. Exactly. And we're probably not the most correct on all this stuff, but uh, it just seems. Uh, there's a lot of corrupt people in every aspect of it, and uh, we might as well just have a voice and share our views, and we can always be told we're wrong, but uh, th- most of this stuff is just completely ridiculous. Like from Vietnam to the last couple wars we've been in, skirmishes, never even having a clear winner at all. Instead it's of a waste of everybody's times, it's a waste of human life, it's a waste of money. It's appalling. Why Why do you even go over there if you're exactly. just going to kind of root around for a little bit? You can't politically win the war. You have to win it the right way and be done. Yes. In and out. I mean, you're exactly right, man. You just got to get in and out and, and be done with it. I mean, make it more surgical. Uh, when we call in our Black Ox teams, they're in and out a couple hours. They do their job exactly. Uh, they don't go in there and make a lot of messes. It's... You just, you, you just gotta you gotta take the uh, you know with some degree you gotta take a lot of the more uh, the morality out of war. Well, I mean we gotta fight with some morals, but you also gotta be able to to do the stomach and and do the things that require uh, that are required to end the war and just break the will to fight. Definitely, when you're going on for sixteen, twenty, uh, eighteen years, how moral is liter- that's not moral at all. If you go in there and you get it over with in a couple of years, you have to be doing more for the, uh, I mean, the local environment, honestly. Well, I mean, everything that's around, it's got to be a better deal. If you uh, if it's in and out uh, in a couple of years versus 
decades. Exactly. And exactly. It's, yeah. We'll never win against terrorism. Let's just be honest. You can't stop everybody. You can't stop everybody that wants to create terror. Uh, but, you know, we can do our best to, to take care of it and, uh, and, and go from there. And honestly, you, there really has to be quite a bit of uh, hatred being bred. Uh, when we're all in all these local villages for so long, and uh, we're looked at as an occupied force, we don't want to be an occupied force. We went home after World War II. We want to be the the saviors and then go home. Anyway, <laughs> let's just uh, we're kind of rambling here on this, but let's. We were, uh, we were talking about corgis 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, corgis, and then going into uh, to politics on war. Maybe they should just call Tex and El Matador, have us come be advisors and brain trust to, to uh, Trump. Uh, I think that'd be a ticket that would really uh, carry a lot of traction going yeah. into 2020. El Matador and Tex. I, had a pretty good I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but uh, do you have any electric, election predictions so far? Um, it seems like in the last couple of weeks, it's really turned around and uh, swung a lot more into Trump's I don't know, favor. Man, we're, we're still a year away from it. You know, I just... Uh, we'll see. We'll see come November. That, that's all I can say. I mean, it's, it's so hard to predict the outcomes now because what comes up between now and then... Um, you know, if the election were held today, I, I would think that Trump would favor out. But, uh, you know, that's just my humble opinion. Man, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's all kind of what the media is telling you, does so much to inform, I guess, my voice, if we're really speaking. But uh, I think it's really changed around. And uh, I think Trump's just pulling away. They're so insane. They just spout the worst stuff. Like the other night, uh, when was the last debate? I actually tried to watch the first debate I've watched. <laughs> and it just makes you sick. So, the whole thing's about how much money they can give away to the people. Oh, yeah, but you know that they're full of it in the real life. Because, like, Bernie has three houses and a little... Uh, More than that. When Pelosi's husband has, like, $900 million... No, uh, going back, I saw a deal on Babylon, Babylon B today, and for most of y'all that know about Babylon B, it's a satire, uh, conservative-leaning satire newspaper, and I saw one today, and it said, uh, CNN, how they uh, spun the church shooting here in Texas um, this over the weekend, it said, uh, Trump supporter shoots mentally ill man in church. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you know that's that something is, they would do, though. That is a hardcore... Uh... Liberty, uh, uh, what a poetic justice. Yes. No, what do you, you call that? Well, no. well you know, uh, unfortunately in that there were two people killed and one of them was actually a, a grower that I used to have when I sprayed down around uh, Big Spring. Uh, it was his uncle, man. Or, I mean, his cousin. And uh, and from all the, the video I watched, you know, he, uh, he got killed trying to draw his pistol. And, uh, you know, that's a very unfortunate thing. But thank God there was somebody in there that cared. Or uh, there's, you know, seven or eight people in there that cared enough about personal responsibility and personal safety to carry. And didn't leave up, leave it up to the next guy to take care of. Exactly. They took matters into their own hand like a, like a real high-power individual. Exactly. That's a, that's a real hot shot thing to do. That yeah. Guy. And I, I feel bad for him. You know, he, he had to take a life. And he lost two friends in it, you know, and... and yeah, it's it's. I think it's all all better for Texas and taxpayers that so we don't have to support this guy on death row. You know, he's took care of the problem there. But uh, you know, my heart goes out to that guy. He had to he had to do something, and he had to defend you know his his flock against evil. 
And uh, it just goes to show you that even if you're in church, uh, you know, the devil walks among us as a lion, as a ravenous lion looking, you know, at whom he may devour. Looking for the weak, always ready to pounce. Start carrying in church, folks. I carry everywhere. Everywhere you go, you need to carry. Yep. And that's the deal. Uh, I don't carry hardly at all anymore, but uh, I used to always be at least a little prepared. I carry everywhere. If I can't go there, I don't go there. If I if they if they have a uh, you know a do not trespass sign or a thirty out six thirty out seven sign, I just don't go in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you walk in into those places and it's it really is cliche, and I hate to say something that's always just a talking point, but no kidding. If you're gonna commit a crime, that's definitely where you're going first. <laughs> exactly. It's the softest tar- target you could have. Yep. Well, anyway, I guess uh, let's. What, what do you? Uh, what you got going for the rest of this week? Oh, I'm gonna go to Missouri and uh, hang around my uh, lovely girlfriend. I don't know exactly what all we have planned at this point, but uh, well, you better just do whatever she wants to do, Tex, because there just ain't a, a line of people lining up outside for you. <laughs> I know the feeling. There wasn't nobody lining up for me except one girl, and so I just did whatever she wanted, and that's that's the way it works. She's uh, she's a little taller and meaner than me, so whatever she says, that's the way it goes. First words out of my mouth, uh, my wife's mouth the other night when they walked in was talking about how, how the height difference is. Because <laughs> if y'all don't know, the first time Tex ever come over to my house, he insulted my wife's cooking, and everybody else loved it. And so uh, that wasn't really the greatest impression with my wife. My wife likes Tex. but uh, I was trying to sell a little uh, ground beef, and uh, I called <laughs> her his inferior in her. Her hamburgers were a little lumpy and uh, round. <laughs> just really wasn't what you should have said. And ever since then, my wife's just been running and gunning for you. Well, we have a uh, we have definitely witty witty banter, and uh, maybe <laughs> one of these days we'll have to get her on the podcast instead of you, and we can we can duke it out and settle it for real. I'd I'd pay to see tickets to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you out, Miss uh, El Matador. Miss El Matador, I like that. No, she's the fighting chicken. El Matador and the fighting chicken. She might, she might stick her corgis on me. <laughs> hey, we don't have many of them left, so you'd be in luck. Uh, if you do have any, you have a way for the people to get a hold of you. Yes, hey, anybody interested? out there that's uh, interested in uh, Pembroke Welsh corgis, uh, go to Rocking V Corgis on Rocking V Corgis on Facebook, um, and I think we have a uh, maybe we have an Instagram. I, I think know. you have. The, those are they do have papers, don't they? Yes. Well, some of them do, some of them don't. Uh, you know, we we mostly sell registered, but uh, some here the last letter we did we sold registered pups uh, without papers, just because everybody, that's what everybody for the most part wanted, because uh, you know the way we have our contracts with uh, the, the the people that we sell to. But anyway, uh, yeah, come on, uh, we we're fixing to have a litter here the sixteenth, one of the second to the last litters probably for Rock and V Corgis. We're deciding to go a different way and. Uh, Gonna get out of the dog breeding business. Heck yeah! It'll be easier to make podcasts at your house without all that racket going on. Uh the, the racket come from my little boy, and we both know that. <laughs> <laughs> Lori told me this morning she goes, uh, "You know, if uh, you just told me he was up last night, I'd have come and got him." I was like, "Well, I just didn't want to bother you. I knew you didn't feel good, you know." No, she was. Uh, she looked like she was really hurting last night. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, Adam El Matador. Till next time, we'll. Uh, 
We'll see you, man. This is our first podcast with two microphones. Yeah, Big and milestone. The first, check out, uh, we'll uh, post a picture of our setup here on uh, on the old Instagram. I hope we, whatever you were supposed to post on Instagram last night that you told people you'd post. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll come up with something. I forgot what it is. I we'll think it's something about airplanes. Maybe. We might have to listen back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we do. But anyway, we'll post a picture for y'all, y'all to see of our new podcast set up and uh, hope to be bringing, you know, these to you weekly. Hopefully. We're uh, we're working hard at it now. Uh, one Treating it like a job. More microphones and uh, planning ahead more. So uh, we're really, really going to try and shape things up in 2020 and bring you a, a better product. Yes, sir. Well... Uh, folks, uh, from the feedlot, El Matador and Tex signing off. Have, Have a good, good evening. One.